Today, we are talking about Florida Gators cornerback Kair Elam, who got drafted in the first round of the NFL draft last night. And we'll spend the rest of the show pretty much talking about where the rest of the Florida Gators in the draft might wind up only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts, so thank you for listening to Locked On Gators. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. It is 2.20 a.m., so that is fun. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports. Find my live draft stream with the Who Dat Confessional on YouTube. That's where we're streaming this year. Just going to ask you to like, subscribe this episode, leave a comment, review, whatever it is. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how I can make it better for you. And now we are getting into today's content, talking about Kyir Elam, the Florida Gators cornerback from this past season and the past three seasons, and his, his draft night, because he got his name called on Thursday night, the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. He was drafted 23rd overall, which is significantly earlier than a lot of people expected you if you've been listening to the show you know i've been saying once you get to 15 you're in kair range and he went 23rd overall we do know that the buffalo bills drafted him at 23rd they traded up to select him and they pretty much said look kair elam was the last first round player on our board that was available because if, if you're not into the draft uh, yes, there are 32 first-round picks, but NFL teams typically don't have 32 first-round grades every year, and this year especially, pretty much everybody's heard, it's a lighter class where there's 14 to 16 guys for most teams that they go, we're cool with them in the first round, like we want them in the first round. Uh, Kyrie Elam was the last player on that list for the Buffalo Bills and like I said, they traded up because they were saying, hey, he's the last first-round player available. We don't want another team to trade up to take him. I don't I don't know this for an undeniable fact, but from what I do know, um, or from, from what I'd speculate, uh, the, the Bucks were the team trying to trade up. Uh, and so Bills were like, hey, no. And then Bills jumped them in the number one defense in the NFL from last season just got that much better by adding Kyir Elam. Then now Kyir is the fourth first round cornerback out of the University of Florida drafted since 2010. Joe Hayden, Vernon Hargraves III, and C.J. Henderson were all there. Um, If we're ranking them, because I, I just, why not? You know, I feel like doing it. I'd say Joe Hayden's the best one. Kyrie Lim's second, CJ's third, and Vernon Hargraves the third is the fourth one. Um, as prospects, I'm not talking about as players. That's obviously hindsight, but as prospects, that's where I'd say we'd have them. I think Kyrie and the Bills, you know, it's a phenomenal fit. It's a fit that we've talked about on the show. We had, which I, I'll play this clip in a couple uh, minutes here, but we had Eric Crocker at the Locked On NFL Draft live show 
Uh, he, he was talking about this and Ryan Tracy talked about this and, and they like the fit. They like the player. They, they like his landing spot. Eric Crocker is someone who has been very high on Kair Elam for quite some time now, kind of going against the grain of the media going, no, not, not a first round player. Guess what, baby? He's a first round player, a versatile skill set for a defense that's been trying to shift into being more versatile. They used to go straight zone now they're trying to shift into more man and zone hybrids they're mixing things around all all you really know from this is when you put Kyir Elam on the field he's going to be a boundary corner starting for the uh, Bills and then you have Tredavious White on the other side you have one thing that you can go this is an unequivocal undeniable fact and that is they are going to be in your face and they are going to play press coverage very consistently. And they're going to be just absolute pests until that ball is thrown. And, that, and that, that's fantastic. That's what you look for in a corner. You know, corners are irritating players. That's just what they are. They're always in your ear. They're always in that. And Kyrie Lim is going to be no different. I, I love the fit. I love that a playoff content or a playoff team and a Super Bowl contending team has now selected Kyrie Elam and he gets to play. He gets to play right away because they're they're opposite corners, not great. They have Dane Jackson as a starter right now, so he gets to play right away. He gets to maybe win right away, and this is a team that right now looks like they've got a, a, a decent window, maybe a three or four year window right now, which obviously could extend, could close really quickly depending on how players progress. But it looks like a solid fit, and now I'm going to swing it to the Locked On NFL Draft live show, and they'll tell you exactly how they feel about the pick. This is a, a position of need uh, for the Buffalo Bills at cornerback. Kair Alam, what did, you, what did you think of him as a prospect? I, I like what he brings. Physicality, he's going to jump that route. He's going to make you earn playing through him. I think Joe Marino picked him in our ultimate mock draft, yeah. and Joe knows what he's looking at in terms of need. There's also been some injury. So this in the cornerback group, this gives you an idea that they value the group, but he's had some injury as well. So for me, that's a, a bit of a question mark, but in terms of fit, what they do on the field, I like this one. I know you prize movement skills in a corner. What did you see out of him? Oh, good. Runs with guys vertically. You know, you talked about uh, what Sauce Gardner did against Jamison Williams uh, when he played at Alabama, but go put on the film and watch what Kyrie Elam did when he played against Jamison Williams, and he wasn't scared of either one of those receivers running downfield vertically with him. They tried trickery stuff with it. He didn't bite on it. It didn't work. I think he's a guy that has a really high upside, and there might be a lot of C.J. Henderson when he was coming out as a prospect, and I thought Henderson was drafted in the top 10, and deservedly so. I think a guy like Elam going at pick 23 overall, that's a good spot for him. But I think he has maybe a higher upside than some of the other corners that have come off the board so far. You ever need a, a, a swift kick in the rear um, to, to be like, hey, I need to get back in shape. Um, watch the NFL draft and you look at those, I don't even know, chiseled dudes. And you go, okay, it, it's time to get back on track. Bill Barr is how I'm going to do that because I got vacation come on up. I got to get right every year. Every summer, really, I'm like, I got to get right. And then my sweet tooth kills me. But now I eat Built Bar. It's already coated in 100% chocolate. Uh, most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. I'm going to need to eat like 40 of them to look like Kayvon Thibodeau, like bricked up. Um, 
throw out the hidden stashes, the Reese's in the desk drawer, the Kit Kat in the back of the cupboard, the whatever you got, wherever you got. Get Built Bar so you don't have to sneak around. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors so you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking at the rest of this show, um, I kind of broke it down. It's just three players in each segment is how we're going to go through it. Uh, It's not necessarily an order of guys that I think will get drafted, but this first segment are guys that I'm a little more confident will get drafted than the guys in the second segment. Not saying that I think it's how they should go, but it's just based on my general feel right now uh, with with the NFL draft and how things have been going and just the the entire pre-draft process, which, by the way, I want to make it very abundantly clear. I'm often wrong, Um, so (laughs) we'll figure out what happens. But first up is Damian Pierce. Uh, No running backs were selected in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft last night, although there were rumors that Brees Hall would be. That was not the case. So Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, all still available. Um, but after those three, and depending on who you ask, even before we finish those three, um, there's a guy named Damian Pierce from Gainesville who's up there. And I, I have, I guess, I guess is a way that I'd go about it. Um, but I have a guess that I, I think he ends up being a Miami Dolphin. I don't know what it is if I've just talked myself into what this would look like. But something about this whole situation just makes me go, he'd be such a good Miami Dolphin. Like like McDaniel, Coach McDaniel, would just make him so productive. And it would kind of just kind of just piss off uh, us Giants fans more because Giants, us Gators fans, like I said, 2.30 in the morning now. Uh, so just piss off us Gators fans more at Dan Mullen. I'm leaving that in. That's what we're doing. Uh, just more at Dan Mullen for not utilizing him. I don't even want to say properly uh, not utilizing him at all, I guess. Next up is Zachary Carter, Zach Attack. Um, I, I mean, there were a couple defensive linemen drafted, whether you're talking edge or interior defensive linemen. Um, I think we can rule out the Packers based on last night's draft, just because they selected Devontae Wyatt. And I think Devontae Wyatt would probably play the same role that Zachary Carter would play in that defense. And I, I don't think Brian Gutkunst, the, uh, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, is going to double dip at defensive line this year or maybe all along the defensive line but not at that same that that same three to five tech spot i don't think that's something that we're going to see happen from the backers especially especially after what they did to aaron Rodgers this year where he's like yay they're finally gonna get me a receiver and then they don't um i mean i think it's funny i don't care they took a linebacker and a defensive lineman i'm cool with it um I think we can rule out the Packers. We do know that the Packers were a team that were at least somewhat interested in Zachary Carter. I won't rule out the Philadelphia Eagles, although the Philadelphia Eagles did trade up to draft Jordan Davis, of course, the mammoth of a man from Georgia as well. But I won't rule that out because Jordan Davis is going to be playing more of that zero-tech, one-tech, that nose tackle 
type where Zachary Carter is obviously not that kind of guy. Fletcher Cox, however, for the Philadelphia Eagles is, and Fletcher Cox is pretty old. Uh, so Zachary Carter could, um, I, I guess, be a guy that, that learns behind Fletcher Cox. That's not my prediction, though, or my guess. I, I'm not going to say prediction because it's, it's just a blindfold throw a dart. Um, but my guess I feel I'm feeling Chargers. I don't know what it is about it, but I feel like the Chargers would want a a rocked up athlete like Zachary Carter, and and they are very clearly the type where they're going to prioritize pass rush. Um, they've done that for so long now, and it's just it's insane because like I could watch a Chargers game and I'm like I'm just betting the rushing over on whoever they're playing against because. I'm that confident in their lackadaisical run defense. Uh, so Zachary Carter could step in. He'd instantly be one of the better run defenders on the line, but he'd also be a solid pass rushing interior defensive lineman. And I think that's what they're really looking for. Or I don't even want to say interior defensive lineman, because like we've said, he could play the three, the five, the nine. He's going to be moving around. So he could just play multiple roles in a defense that likes to get creative with things. And I think Zachary Carter, I don't know if I ever see him... Um, being the guy that goes on a stunt, but I could see him being the one that kind of sets the stunt up and lets a stunting defender go in the gap that he was shooting. Um, so maybe that Chargers is one of my guesses. I've, I kind of talked myself into the Eagles a little bit. I, I wouldn't hate that, um, although I would hate it a little bit because I'm a Giants fan, so I would hate that in that way. And then the final player to talk about in this segment Jeremiah Moon. Jeremiah Moon is someone that we've talked about for a few years now, it seems like, where, especially when we're talking about the NFL draft, people have been saying for a long time, Jeremiah Moon would be a high draft pick. And the logic behind it was he is just an, an insane athlete. Like, like he is a, a special kind of athlete. Um, and... For the past couple of years, before this past season, he was listed at being like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so we're thinking freaky athlete with just un- unbelievable, undeniable size. That's amazing. And, that, and that's kind of where we were at. And it was an edge rusher. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, my, a, a raw edge rusher that's just a freaky athlete with great size. We love him. Um then this past year happened, and Jeremiah Moon moved more towards uh, an an off ball linebacker kind of role, where I think he was still misused. Because, and I think he was kind of misused as a just straight up edge rusher because I think if you're going to properly use Jeremiah Moon, you go, we're gonna play you standing up in the middle. We're gonna play you standing up on the edge. We're gonna put your hands in the dirt on the edge. We're gonna move you around and just just give you a whole bunch of different looks and just essentially just, just put him out there and see what happens. Um, and so that's where we're at with Jeremiah Moon. And I think a team that does that really well, and I know that a lot of you listeners hate them, uh, the New Orleans Saints. I, I think they do that really well. And also, so yes, the Saints will allow him to maximize his positional versatility, his value there. But the Saints also really like drafting special teamers on day three. And I think at the very worst with Jeremiah Moon, as long as he's healthy, you're getting a very, very talented special teamer. So I could see the Saints, I don't I don't want to say falling in love with, because if he gets drafted, it's going to be probably the 
sixth or seventh round. But I could see them kind of falling in love with his value at that point. And we're about to talk about some other guys who might be undrafted free agents, might get drafted. We'll talk about it. Uh, but first, I'm going to talk to you guys about Bet Online because I don't know if you bet on anything at all. But uh, there is money to be made, especially in the NFL draft. Imagine if you bet who would be the first quarterback. Kenny Pickett was not the favorite. Malik Willis was. Imagine if you bet how many quarterbacks would be drafted in the first round. The over-under was set at one and a half, if I'm not mistaken, and one went. And imagine if you bet that Malik Willis would fall out of the first round. That's a lot of money to be had, and BetOnline is where you can do it. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using BetOnline for years now, and I couldn't be happier with it. It's got just baseball, basketball, football, soccer, tennis, darts, whatever you want, everything. And not just that, but reality TV, award shows, uh, politics, financials, everything. Head to the website today or use your mobile device, which is how I do it, to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about the other three players that I was talking about, which are Gene Delance, Malik Davis, Stuart Reese are the other three Gators where I think we'll at least get some kind of NFL interest. I'm starting with Delance because he is an athletic offensive tackle. He is, and he is like, he's pretty technically raw, uh, but he's got a lot of upside. He does. Like, he's got the athleticism and the, the mindset, I think, where, He's got a lot of upside. He's just got to put in the work. He's got to gain weight a little bit, not too much, but he's got to gain a little bit of weight. Uh, but he's got a lot of work to do as a technician, and I think that's fair to say. Um, but he's he's uber athletic, and I think he might even get drafted. Uh, I'm not sure if he will, but if I'm an NFL team and I'm going, you know what, I need someone who's an athlete that I can develop and ha- has long arms and can make the plays. I'm I'm taking you in the fifth or sixth round. Like I think it, I think when you're that late, if you get someone who is even on the roster for a year, you're pretty lucky. Uh, the average NFL career is three point three years. That's including guys that were drafted first overall and guys that were undrafted. So three point three years. If you can get even one year out of a guy that you're putting that little investment in, I like it. My guess for him is the Cardinals. Um, Cardinals have a ton of needs. And they're already doing a poor job of addressing it. At least they added the draft pick because they added the 100th overall pick when they added Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, and they traded away the 23rd overall pick. Um, but they have a lot of needs. And it, it's interior offensive line. It's it's tackle. It's edge rusher. It's a, another pass catcher, whether it's a tight end, running back, receiver, whatever it is. Then you need another running back. Even if you add a pass catcher, you need to add another running back. Uh, corner. There's a lot of talent that you need to add. And I, I think that the Cardinals are a bit more of a patient team with things like that. So I think you add you add DeLance and you have DJ Humphreys already on your roster. And you go, well, guess what? DJ Humphreys was a raw athlete when we took him. He was a much larger athlete, but a raw athlete when we drafted him. And he developed to work out fine. So I think we could do the same thing with DeLance. Next up is Malik Davis, who I am a big fan of. And uh, I think if you want to play this little guessing game, uh, I, I don't think you could do this with the offensive tackle thing. I think the offensive tackles are just abundant and you just add them as, as you add them. Uh, but I think with Malik Davis here, 
pay attention to which teams draft a smaller running back, or and by smaller I mean thin, um, or a thin short receiver. Um, probably going to be a slot receiver. And I say that because I think if there's a team that takes a guy like that, you can rule Malik Davis out. Like I think whichever team takes just uh, Calvin Austin, for example, or Wandell Robinson, Malik Davis probably ain't going to that team because it's just then you have two guys who do similar things at different levels, of course. Uh, but Malik Davis, pay attention to those guys and I or those positions and those those uh, prototypes. I guess is prototypes the word? Those archetypes, maybe. Um, and and see what happens with those because I think Malik Davis will not go to those teams. My guess for Malik Davis is the Cowboys. Um, we know that Malik Davis went on a thirty visit. He went on an official thirty visit to the Dallas Cowboys. We know that Tony Pollard is going to need a new contract soon, and. We know that Ezekiel Elliott, his contract is still on the books, and it will still be on the books. Obviously, he's still there, but it, it, it's going to slow down the books for a little bit at running back, and I think the Cowboys might be a little hesitant to pay a running back again, so Tony Pollard might be allowed to walk, and Malik Davis is someone you can stash on your practice squad for a year or two until Tony Pollard's gone, and then voila, you have your replacement at that point. So I think that's a solid run. I also think Malik Davis is a very good pass protector, and that's something where whenever Zeke's gone, because he is pretty good at that, you have a guy that, um, I don't want to say he's like elite at it, but but can hold his own a little bit. And finally, Stuart Reese is who we're talking about. Not a great athlete. That's just that's just what it is. Uh, a little bit of a stiff guard, not, not a ton of wiggle in his game, but and I think he needs to be in a power scheme. I think he's got a solid anchor when he's pass protecting, but he needs to be, I think he needs to be in a power scheme. My guess there is the Bucks, uh, which I know, yay! There's a lot of listeners that are Bucks fans. Um, not many teams are still power heavy teams. Even teams like the Ravens that we've been talking about forever are going, oh, like they're more power heavy. And the Patriots, who are doing the same thing, they drafted centers last night in Tyler Linderbaum for the pa- for the Ravens and Cole Strange for the Patriots, where. It indicates that they might be going a little bit more towards a zone style because those are two undersized centers, very talented, but undersized centers that are better suited for working in zone and working in space. So I think that we can look at those teams as maybe not looking to add a guy who, I don't want to say, I don't like saying can't do something, but maybe not looking at adding a guy who probably shouldn't be doing this if you want to maximize his potential. So the Bucks are a team there where I could see them do that, you know, add, add a guy who can pass protect and just down block. So Stuart Reese is, is a solid fit for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back Monday where we'll recap this whole weekend of the NFL draft for the Florida Gators. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.